Patton has a t-shirt that says, and this is his original quote, I reject reality and substitute my own. Good thing you didn't even oh, get the okay. quote right. You were close, though. Uh, Jerry would Jerry would have a shirt from Hot Topic that says, you laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same. He would, actually. <laughs> Jerry totally John just, would. That's actually <laughs> in character. Holy shit. <laughs> And then there's an infinite Jerryverse of Jerry's all wearing the same goddamn shirt. <laughs> Last time on Revival, you guys had made your way to Oklahoma City. Right. Wow, amazing. There I you agree. met the Doomsday Prepper slash Survivalist commune Tiawaki. And their leader, Rakan Avad, who is now currently in the midst of helping you guys find one of those relics that you need. How many star spirits do we have from Paper Mario? We get a, we get star spirits with each of the relics that we find, right? We have like, let's see, so we have four now, I think, right? Four or five. No. Okay, um, I'm going to open up the we... map. And set a waypoint for our next quest. Okay, okay so we, we, we done? We, d- we done with the memory? I mean, I could, I could force a few more out. We have three of, if you the, didn't. of the MacGuffins if, you, if you're trying to go that way. Yes, three have been, cur- have been found. This would be the fourth. All right. Elias, John, and Patton. Yep, three. So... If you recall, we left you guys in the uh, convention hall that is currently being used as sort of the workshop slash personal quarters for most of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and wait. for consistency's sake, this would be the fifth one technically. Oops. Because of Michael's. No, no, no. That was including that. Oh, wait. Because we only have three, and then there's Michael's. That's four. Yeah. Wait, no, John has one, Elias has one, Pan has one. That's and three, one. and Michael has one, and that's four. So this, would be the f- so this would be the fifth one. Right. So, if y'all would freaking chill out with the memory for five seconds, talking about damn Paper Mario, talking about damn Paper Mario. So, you guys are currently in the workshop slash private quarters of a lot of the people around here. So, Rakana just ran outside to uh, start informing people about your uh, impending participation in their sort of uh, pseudo-coming-of-age ritual thing. Mm -hmm. The trial of the night. Uh, So, as uh, people sort of start funneling back in and resuming their their business uh, everybody can give me a perception check oh i'm good at those perception and or insight oh wow since i rolled perception actually oh yeah i got a plus 13 in perception yeah, i'll go with insight 20 total uh 24 that is that's a nine. Nine? All right. And is Patton rolling or no? I uh, got a 15. 15? Okay. 
So on the 24 there, John, uh, what you notice is as people are starting to to funnel back in, there, there's definitely a sort of like uh, a sort of deliberate tense feel to their to their actions. They're going about stuff as usual, but there's definitely a a, a pointed tension in the room. Like everybody's kind of kind of giving you the side eye, giving but not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily in a hostile way, just like they're nervous. I mean, makes sense. Do you guys have anything that you would like to do before you uh, sort of pack in for the night? Anybody you'd like to talk to or anything like that? Um, the garden well, is I still wanna... there, right? Yeah. No, the garden disappeared. No, I mean, I, I mean, like. We didn't leave the general area of the garden, and the, no, it's they're next not like door. it's not like locked off to us or anything. It's literally next door. All right. Um, I think they already let me take clippings and stuff, so I'm pretty good. All right. Can I tell everyone about God? Yes, I do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, will there be anybody back? Uh, what What's the city that we have everyone else at? Like. Where do we lead them? Fort Smith? Is that where we yes, were? Fort Scott? I believe so. Fort Smith? Alright. Uh, would Dr. Robo be the best suit to set up like a supply line for this particular place or like some sort of communication line? Uh, probably, but getting them over here is going to take a bit of doing. Like, Yeah. I'll probably wait to do that until after we get our test taken care of. Yeah. All right, so it was the it was the trial by night, right? That was the yes. the, the test. I want yeah. to know a little bit more about how about the specifics of how that works. Okay, so you're gonna Pat go find in the actual how these people actually undergo the process. Okay, so you're gonna go uh, find Rakana. Yeah. Okay, so as uh, the uh, the rest of the team is kind of going off doing their own thing, uh. You're going to find Rakana sort of in the middle of that uh, convention area, directing people and offering assistance where she can. So people are currently building and repairing these suits, uh, maintaining weaponry, and she's just kind of walking the grounds, uh, giving encouragement and also overseeing their work. Sort of pacing around, hands behind the back. Mm-hmm. Overseer stop. All right, uh, Rakana, I have a few questions I'd like to ask you before we head in for the night. Oh, certainly. So you mentioned the trial by night. I was I want to know a little bit more about how that whole process goes down. So is it is it just they they just go out and wait it out over the night? Is there any other type of thing that you do beforehand? Is there any kind of ritual? That entirely depends on the person. Typically, though, well, it can be a bit dangerous to simply go out and do nothing. So, ordinarily, prospects will find some means of shelter and find a means of defending that shelter until the morning. The real test, though, is being able to divorce yourself from mana. Now, when they go on these, is there some kind of emergency, uh, kind of a fail-safe for anyone who takes the test? Oh, certainly not. 
If you knew that you were safe, even if you failed, it wouldn't be much of a test. And how many people would you say have taken the have have taken the trial by night? She kind of looks around at the group, looks back at you. The answer is all of them. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and how many have failed? Do you want to know? Yes. Oh, I wasn't thinking you were going to actually say yes to that. <laughs> Tell me who died. Not as many as you'd think. Is that just due to people not willing to take the trial by night? Being intimidated by the idea of it? Generally speaking, if people feel unsafe or that they're beyond their limits, they'll return having failed. So giving up before the full night... And not actually, Which is looked down upon, but not but not uh, not as looked down upon by. You know, I mean, it's not dying. like we're going to force people to go die of mana deprivation. Mm-hmm. It's just you need to succeed in order to gain access to all of our resources. Hmm. So, of the people that have taken the trial by night, have you noticed there's been any? Is it been easier for some, harder for others? So. Again, she's going to kind of look around over the group. You don't see many elves. (laughs) Not many elves. Is there anyone that I would notice that's in the group now, like in this area, that is one of the more magically inclined races? Oh, yeah, they're definitely there. But you can tell by looking at them that they're kind of in the same uh, the same camp as somebody like Elias or Highway Star in that. The one unifying principle, or the one unifying trait among elves that are doing distinctly non-elven things, they're weird in some way. Uh, Just immediately, obviously. Either their use of mana is not as flamboyant as your typical elf, or more monkish Or it's way more so. (laughs) Like, you don't really see some guy who looks like his name would just be, you know, John Smith, but Elvin, mm-hmm. in one of these sort of places. It, it's basically like, imagine Florida was full of elves, and just people who co- go on, who like, get in the news in Florida, and that's what <laughs> these elves are like. They're like that for elves. The people who you take one look at them and you go, oh, this guy does some weird shit. This guy is potentially from Florida. Exactly. All right, well, Rakana, I... Well, I don't think I could just go out and do the trial myself. I feel like I'm a little unprepared for that. I am actually really interested in the prospect, as we were speaking earlier, of trying to separate our need for our dependency on mana. I've got a few theories, and... I think I may actually want to try and give the trial some try at some point. Probably not now, but I do have some ideas that I'm thinking out and some things I want to test out. But I have a I have a working theory that I think might actually work. Hence why it's called a working theory. Uh, do you, do you mind sharing that with me? Well, I would never share something that is... Uh, that I wasn't, you know, 100% sure would work. It would go against my entire philosophy. Oh, can I overhear that and just, like... Are in- you there, or are you back at the gardens? No, I said I wasn't going to the gardens, because we already made a clipping. Oh. 
So just if, if are as, you here? Yeah, I'm in the room. As soon as he makes that okay. statement, I'm not gonna walk over or say anything. But imagine the camera panning, and you just see you do the Jim from the Office face, <laughs> Elias face. <laughs> And then just the flashbacks to the various times Patton has done things without any idea if they will work. Now consider this. I've never done anything that I wasn't sure would work. You just see Elias' face and then overlaid with that, a car rolling over. <laughs> like, random Elias coded in, like, random concoctions. Some flashbacks to things that didn't happen on screen, like Elias just being on fire, but not burning? <laughs> and Patton, like, he's on like, fire hmm. and then his arm freezes, and Patton's just writing stuff down. I've just got a pen up tapping it against my beak. Just, hmm. Just write hmm. N O question mark? <laughs> question mark? <laughs> but anyway, Rikana, I, I have an idea. Uh, once I test it some more, I'll come back and let you know more about it. But uh, I, I just wanted to see if you had any more info about it, and we'll just kind of see how it goes. I'll test out this theory at some point. And then I'll get back to you on what I've learned. Yeah, just when you come back, just uh, tell me about it. Sure thing. And then uh, I guess uh, I guess that'll that'll be night then. All right. So as you guys are starting to uh, to pack in for the night, uh, going back over to the garden, Rikana is going to uh, sort of go over to you guys. You know, it's about, like, one in the morning, right? And uh, you're going to get sort of rudely awakened. As you're going to see her with a lot of her uh, her men right behind her. Just right then. Ready? I'm going to roll out of whatever makeshift bedroll I've got. I'm sorry, what? What are we doing? Trial of the night. Wait, hold on. Were we actually participating in this? I thought we weren't participating. I'm gonna kind of, like, groggily rise up. No, Elias, I think Pat and I said we would do it, so we're doing it. You guys are definitely in the uh, the sort of sleep-deprived state. They're, they're not really letting you, you get a full full night's rest or be fully prepared for this, which seems to be the norm. Luckily for so, them, I'm always prepared to be unprepared. Yes, so, uh, as you guys are sort of getting woken up and getting ready, Rikana is going to start sort of monologuing at you guys, but more to the whole crowd. You never know when catastrophe is going to strike. Nature will not let you be ready. Your enemies will not let you be ready. Survival means preparing for the unexpected. Yeah, Patton's going to go ahead and uh, get up and follow around out there. So, there's a large contingent of these people all carrying uh, torches and various weapons uh, and uh, sort of making a path out through the gardens and facing north into the, uh, the complete blacked out city. Rikana is going to turn to the men, give a uh, a salute. Is going to put on her uh, little little gas mask helmet, and is just going to say, "Follow me." 
And is it just me and Jerry, or is everyone kind of groggily following along behind us as we drag Elias and John on this? I mean, I adventure? guess did we last time we played? Did we say we were going to go do this this thing? Uh, you, just give, give me a second. So she she gives you a nod, like a, oh, okay, gotcha. like a like a wink, right? An audible wink, right? So I'm hamming so, it up for the camera about being groggy and unprepared, then, right? So, as you guys get out of earshot... You have to cut uh, that section, though. What? No, you don't. Well, now you do. Now you do. No, I mean, like, this is... No, the part of what happened to cut that section. Oh, yeah. Gotta cut the part. This is... Okay, so if this is already being cut, let me just explain. You are not in full control of this situation. This is one that works with you, but not, like, this isn't a pre-planned on your part. Alright. This is, this is someone else suggesting that you do, that you ham something up. So, uh, as you guys get sort of out of earshot of her men, she's going to, uh, hand you some small, like, uh, concealable masks that she had in a couple of pockets in her coat with some small tanks attached to them, and is going to pull out a map and uh, switch on a little uh, light that's on the side of her mask. All right, so the spot where that, uh, your friend there, or our mutual enemy, whatever you want to call it, uh, he was interested in a couple of holy relic sites he was talking about which are uh here and here so she's going to point to a spot about 20 miles to the north and another one about 20 miles to the northeast seems like these are two gigantic churches uh not entirely sure which one it would be at but he seemed to be searching pretty intently around there but you know people like your uh your friend, your elf friend over here, aren't exactly good at dealing with uh, no mana. Uh, that is unfortunately true. So, so you, so you saw him around these areas. You don't know if he's still there, still looking right now. I would. I, I think he gave up. He was here a while ago, and uh, not exactly the best guest. Trying to uh, get us to give him the gear and materials and manpower to go searching for these, and that we should be grateful that he was even asking. Something about being enrolled into the army of the Lord. Uh, let's see. Uh, based on absolutely nothing, I'm going to say we check out the northeast one. That's a, certainly a better standard of guessing than you normally employ. Also, I mean, it's technically closer to where he came from. All right, then. All all right. So if you... So, uh... On the map, this is an actual megachurch, but I don't want to say its name because they have, like, a... They're, like, a tech-savvy one, so I get the feeling they would sue us. They'll sue the fucking shit out of They're tech priests. No, yeah, like, they're one of those, right? You know, the ones that have, like, cool websites and everything, and I'm like, I'm not fucking with that. Is it like the synagogue, but it's spelled with like numbers and dashes, like a zero? No, they've got their website name is in the name of the church. Yeah, you that's can't. a cool website. In the it's name of the church. It's one of, of those places. 
No, yeah, it's like literally one of those. Like, I feel like they would sue the ever-loving shit out of us. So, Rakanda is going to lead you around a couple of back alleys, and uh, there's a small sort of uh, stripped-down buggy, which is basically just a pickup truck with half the frame and uh, and back taken off. And she's just going to say, walking there would take too long. You wouldn't make it back before morning. You you can borrow this for, for the night. I'm going to stick my hands out for the keys. All right, she's going to give them to you. Oh, fantastic. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I respect your, your willingness to be the driver, but you know, I feel... Has already started the car. I was I about feel, to say, thanks for your consideration, Jerry, and I appreciate your support. Now get in the car. I feel you need a reprieve. I feel you need a reprieve, Patton. So the how car about we let John? Everyone has closed the doors, and Jerry is standing outside. I'm trying to convince him as I'm getting in the back seat, just kind of resigning myself to my fate. Now, now, Patton, do we really have to do this? Oh, hey, look, the shift on this thing has a number two, a number one, and a number two. I wonder what those do. So this is a pickup truck. So there's like two seat. There's like three seats in the front with somebody in the middle, and then there's a there's a truck bed. John's in the middle. Black I'm gonna get in the truck bed. All right. So as you guys start to uh to drive through the night, it is pitch black. Right there's absolutely no light. Like it's an overcast day. Really no moonlight. You're just going by the uh, the headlights. But despite that, it does seem like they've uh, cleared off a lot of the main roadways that you would need to be using here. So it isn't that hard of going. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the thing that's definitely going to be unnerving for you guys is just what night is like in a mana dead zone. I'm get it's just completely quiet. It is just dead silent. You can hear like occasional insect cries, but it, it's like you're just suspended in the void. I'm gonna feed uh Specky a couple of clippings that I've got and have uh him, her, it, he, she, they turn on like a little lamp little lamp mode and start glowing. Alright, so Specky is... When you look at Specky, Specky is very, like, still and sort of crouched down. Mm -hmm. Like, making very slow, deliberate movements. Yeah, to not expend excess mana. Yes. I thought it was just because he was on all fours in a moving car. (laughs) That too. I'm gonna give give him, it, they, a bunch of uh, little clippings. All right. So that place had tons of plants. Uh, to get to the place where you're going, you need to hop onto the highway 34, which is pretty cleared off. And you know pretty immediately when you're there. Because as you guys are sort of or as you guys are driving down the highway from the uh, the high beams that you have on, you just see a massive. like something like 70, 80 foot tall uh, white cross next to this parking lot and this huge sprawling structure. 
that's my kind of building. Like this thing is multiple stories tall, as big as a small, like as big as like a football stadium and built like a damn like military facility. It's it's boxy, it's huge. And no. there are tons of cars in the uh in the parking lot in various stages of uh rust, decay, what have you. Like hundreds of them. This place looks like it saw, you know, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. Does it look like it's being used right now? Do I see any kind of more recent scaffolding or anything like that if I flick on over to night vision for my goggles here? Not really. And the other thing that makes it difficult is, even if there was, considering that there's so much in the way of ruined cars and remnants of a a massive amount of people here, Mm -hmm. it would be very difficult to discern what is new. It's also not very likely, considering this is a freaking, you know, a dead zone. Yeah, so... This place, the the parking lot looks like a junkyard, but the building itself is in pretty decent condition. It didn't burn out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, are you guys going to uh, pull on up there, then? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, Patton's going to park uh, not in a handicapped spot, but, you know, the next available one. Oh, okay. Would Patton even know what a handicapped spot is? I think so. Also, partly because if just on the off chance that there is something here, it would be it would pretty make pretty good sense to pop someone's tires or something if they went into the hand, the closest available parking spot, like parking spot with a car. If I was going to trap someone or do some crazy stuff, I would put it in the handicap spots. Right. Oh, you mean so, like the handicap spots are the closest one to the yeah, yeah. closest ones to the gotcha. Okay, so as you guys are pulling up, uh, everybody give me a perception check. Oh boy, I'm good at these. I got a nat one. I got a 20 I again. That's two got sevens an in a row. What did I roll? Uh, 24. What did I get in a nat one? You get an auto on and fail. Yeah, on a nat one, you don't, you don't wreck, you are really not on your guard. You're overwhelmed by the design of the church. Sure, it's a big cross. Yeah, you're probably more, like, fascinated and infatuated with the idea of this massive building, right? And, like, thinking about the the congregation using a place like this or something like that, right? (laughs) And really not looking out for anything suspicious. And uh, what did Jaron roll there? I rolled an 11. 11? So, Patton. On a 24, as you're uh, pulling into the to the driveway and probably accidentally shifting into neutral and crashing into a parked car, <laughs> what you do notice is through one of the windows, like you see a vague silhouette of someone or something moving around inside. Am I able to tell how tall this thing may be? Is it like just barely peeking over the window or... Uh, no, it looks like, it's hard to tell considering the, uh, the way that it's throwing the, uh, like, the way that it's silhouetted itself. 
mm-hmm. like just on your uh, on your high beams there. It could be fairly small. It could be you know larger, but it's it's hard to tell considering how the shadow got thrown. You just basically see a black blob move across one of the windows. Is it humanoid or roughly blobby? Like it. It also could very easily be like a deer. Oh, okay. Like these windows aren't huge. Uh, dear lord. So keep on keep on your toes. Okay, so are you guys just going to uh, pile out and head through the main entrance, or where are you where are you going in? I'm gonna have Specky swap into backpack mode. Okay, that's the thing that Specky does often. Backpack mode. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, this is so sort of are... uh, this is sort of patent steel, so I'm not too good with giant buildings or anything like that. So, unless <laughs> church, how hard could it be? Can I? Okay, let me roll nature real quick. I guess. Um, this sure. if, if, is it overgrown at all or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. All right, so let me roll nature real quick then. All right, that's a uh, twenty-eight. So on a twenty-eight. A lot of the windows are busted out and have, like, vines and stuff growing through them. You can see, uh, like, a couple of trees and small, like, bushes and things growing out of where what was clearly a pavement and road tarmac before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the uh, it, it's still pretty difficult for stuff to, to, like, completely take over. A building this size. Is there anything that looks like obviously worn down, like an animal p- track or like a series of vines that are that have been used as an entrance or exit? Uh, yeah, the main entranceway, the doors are sort of busted off of their hinges, mm-hmm. and you do see uh vines sort of parting way, and you can see a uh. Like the grass that goes up at these this series of uh stairways that leads up to one of the entrances is worn down, and it seems like that's being used by uh some manner of of animal or person all right well, I'm gonna start walking towards the door oh uh definitely stay careful uh it It does seem like there's animal tracks or uh paths here, though nothing definitive in terms of uh humanoid. Creatures. All right. So, John is walking up to the uh, to the door first. Yeah, I would assume John would get there first, no matter what any of us try to do. <laughs> All right. So, uh, John, roll me another perception check. Oh fuck! It's traps. Um, perception fourteen. Okay. So on a fourteen, you uh, walk up towards the door. Right? And then you just get, like, sidelined. Shoved out of the way, probably onto the ground. And the rest of you guys see a large uh, buck deer just spring out of the doorway. And sort of freak out and start running off into the distance. As you Uh also see a number of birds start flying out of the the, the windows here. Dear lord, that was was shocking. And (laughs) as you look in, you can see the... uh, the glowing eyes of a couple more deer that then follow suit and spring out and uh, run out spooked. Were they spooked by John or spooked by something else? Not clear. Now, these deer, do they look normal? 
Or do they look like they've... Uh... They're completely non-magical. Okay. All right, I just wanted to make sure we weren't walking into a Which... spider den of deer again. Right, but that's another thing, is that, Elias, this all is very, very non-magical. Yeah, it's To totally the point where dead. it's unnerving. Right? Like, none of this feels like things that are alive. It's like your entire body is basically, like, on pins and needles, like your legs are asleep, if, but it's the sixth sense kind of thing. Yeah, you. It, it's like you've been deprived of a sense. Right, it's well, it's a sort of dreamlike, just things feel wrong. All right, well, Patton's going to go ahead and uh, tentatively step through the front doors and check out the, the foyer. Okay. So, there's a, you know, a couple of small, like, reception-looking desks. Uh, most of the floor tiles have been sort of busted up and have vines and tree roots growing through them now. But, uh, Patton. So, what, uh, what, what vision mode do you have on there? Night well, vision? Yeah, right now I've got night vision because there's no lights. And I, what I want to check for... I'm 99% certain it's not going to work, but I'm going to see if I can turn the lights on. But you're going to try right. and, like, turn on the electric lights? It's worth a shot. You never know. Alright, time for Patton to roll a new character as he gets electrocuted and dies. Alright, so, you're going to flip the lights? Mm-hmm. And... You you try one light switch and nothing works, but there's a, it's a big old panel of them. Let's go one by one. Let's be cautious. Okay, so flip, 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 flip. Well, while he's doing and... this, actually, what, can yeah, I, uh, I want to actually roll stealth here. Okay, because I want to. I see that Patton is not going to be stopped from flipping all these switches, and. Worst case is, like, all the lights come on, we get blinded real quick, and something bad happens. So I want to I roll stealth slash nature, I don't know, to, like, find a bush or some vines that I can blend into and hide. Just uh, that in sounds, case. Yeah, that sounds like a stealth check to me. All right, so just in case something happens, we won't all be blindsided by it. Okay. So I'm going to roll stealth for this. All right, that's uh 14. Okay, so, 14. So, hang also, on, let, just me, uh, clear, let me just roll something real quick. Patton doesn't have night vision on Ooh. as he's flicking these switches. Because okay. he knows if, he, if the lights all turn on, he's going to, like, blind himself. So, you start flipping switches, and then you see a light on, like, down a corridor somewhere go on for mm-hmm. a very quick second. And uh, it's at that point that you see the silhouette... Down that hallway, you see the uh, silhouette of a humanoid figure that kind of turns around. Its arms are down at its side, sort of flips around, looks at you guys, and uh, Elias, you're going to notice a uh, in the bush that you're in, just coming right down a hallway to your left, you see a uh, humanoid figure, again, with its arms down at its sides, mm-hmm. that turns, looks directly at Patton, and looks like it's about to uh, start running somewhere else. Alright, um... The uh, figure down the hallway has not necessarily seen you. 
hasn't seen me yet. I have yeah, no it idea. hasn't necessarily seen you guys, but this the the one that's right next to Elias definitely has. That's the thing, though. So here's the problem: is I don't want to attack this thing because Elias is. I'm smart enough. Elias is smart enough to realize that we're in a big building on the night of a challenge. It could just be people in the building doing their challenge. So, you know, if I if I run out and attack this guy, he could be some mana-deprived guy trying to survive the challenge and fucks everything up for him. So, I'm going to stay hidden, and I'm going okay. to ignore this guy, but I'm going to make a note of where he's running off to. But my primary concern here is if we're attacked... Or if something happens, I want to be um, in a position where they think it's just three of us and then I can show up and help if need be. Okay. So that that one, uh, like, runs off, but more like shambles. Oh, that's good. But see, that's still consistent with somebody who's got mana deprivation. Correct. So, but he's uh, shambling down the hallway, takes a sharp right, and goes down... Uh, into some big double doors. All right, I'm just going to stay silent. Okay, so that light comes on, and uh, Patton, you're going to hear footsteps coming down the hallway towards you guys. What do you do? All right, so there's footsteps coming towards us from that hallway where the light was on. Yeah. Are you going to kill the light? Uh, or are you going to leave it on? I'm going to leave it on. Okay, so what are you guys doing? There's uh, footsteps coming towards you guys. I'm ready for combat, but I want to figure out what's going on before I start shooting it. Do I have time to, um, I don't know, improve my stealth check? Yeah, you can. You can uh, fortify your position a little bit. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to, you know, like move my move a cloak or like a blanket or whatever to blend in better into the little corner that I'm in. Yeah, I mean, if John or Jerry want to like flank the hallway or something, you can do that. Like you can move. Yeah. If you want to, like, stand on the uh, sides of the hallway so that the thing can't see you down as it's coming down. Yeah, I was thinking of, like, camouflaging myself, sort of like the Displacer Beast did. Sure, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll hide in a place where it can't can't blindside me walking into the uh, room. Do I have a flashlight? Okay, so, yeah. Okay, well, when it gets into the room, I'm getting a flashlight on it. Okay, so it is walking down the hallway... Walking down the hallway, and then about 30 feet before it would enter the room that you guys are in, it takes a right, and it goes in some big double doors. Were they the same ones that Elias saw the other guy take? It's uh, this, it's the same style, but Elias's are down a different hallway. It seems like they're entering some sort of main room. Right, so he would have gone through a double doors into the main room from this hallway, and that they're basically in the same room, but from two different sides. Yes. All right. Is there any flight like of this. stairs? Because I, I want to check out that room, but I don't want to go through the same doors that he did. I want to see if I can get kind of if we can get above them to kind of check that room out. Are there any stairs nearby? Do I see any in the foyer here, or are we going to have to go down a hallway and check them out? Uh, you're going to go have to go down a hallway to uh to check them out. The main it doesn't look like there's a some. It doesn't look like there's direct access to like a second floor that you can see. Like, uh, you would have to hunt around a bit for that. All right, 
Another thing I'm going to check real quick is I'm going to check out some of those uh, some of those reception desks. Just kind of ch- mm-hmm. like open up the drawers, take a peek in there, and see what's going on. See if I find anything of interest. Uh, you just find like some church pamphlets, some uh, promotional material, a couple of Bibles, some money. Ooh, <laughs> useless but money. Like you know, yeah, yeah, dollars, things like that. Uh, so uh, there's no obvious stairs up onto like a second floor balcony or anything like that. You would need to hunt around a bit. All right, and so uh, after flicking all those switches, only the one hall light uh, turned on there. Yeah. All right, so there's the two hallways, right? One to the left, one to the right. Hmm. Uh, the one on the right was lit up. Uh, yes. All right. Let's uh. I'm going to go on down the hallway on the right. Okay. Are you just going to start moving out of the room? Yeah, I'm going to head that. I'm going to motion for you guys to follow through, and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of... Are you doing this, like, cautiously? Or are you, yeah, like, cautiously. doing the whole stealth walk? Yeah. Because, I mean, we just saw two humanoid figures. Hey, hey Patton. Okay. Yeah, John? Are we rushing in there? We're going all sneaky-beaky-like. But we're going to start sneaky-breaky at first, and then maybe... Maybe rush brush, but for now let's do this. All right. I rolled a twenty. I rolled a twenty-two, by the way, on stealth. I also rolled a twenty-two. I also rolled a twenty-two. <laughs> what the fuck, Patton? Patton, what did you roll on stealth? I got an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's perfect. No, but I'm staying like, you know, a full a full length behind. The rest of these guys, because I I think that they've been seen, but I haven't yet. So right. So uh, Patton, as you're moving around silently, your your teammates are surprisingly competent at this. Actually, as Jiron <laughs> is somehow like masking the sounds of his footsteps magically, and John is just very nimble. <laughs> uh, Elias has fucking disappeared into a bush somewhere. Yes. And then you're walking around, and you know that, have you ever, like, been up at two in the morning when your roommates are sleeping or something, and you're trying to make food, and everything sounds like the loudest noise you've ever made? Patton's got a lot of needles, a lot of things clinking around. It's like there's horns attached to your feet. You're, like, (laughs) flopping around with big-ass clown shoes. Patton there's only one audible noise very quietly <laughs> yeah there is one audible noise in this building right now and it is you as you step on some broken glass sl- break some twigs step on a compostable bag of chips and the uh the thing that you notice all of you is that the uh whoever was in that main hall like you don't hear anything from them like, you don't hear footsteps, you don't hear shuffling, you don't hear voices. And it's completely dark in that room, right? Looking into the Correct. window there? Correct. Currently, yes. Alright. Uh, what, so, what, what's down the rest of this hallway? So, if you continue down that hallway, you're going to see uh, some small doors into some smaller rooms. Like, some small meeting halls, a, uh, like a little cafe, a kid's area. Things like that. Let's see. I want to check out the... I want to take a look inside the cafe area. Okay. You're not going into the main room? 
Not just Not yet, apparently. So, uh, as you're walking around through there, you see it's uh, full of a lot of of chairs, some tables, and uh, since you're looking in there, a lot of bones. What kind of bones? Uh, human skeletons. That ain't right. Now, are these like bones that are? Do these bones look gnawed, or do they look like they're? Well, what's going on with these? Uh, you can bones notice here? some. You can notice some teeth marks on them, but like they're very old. And you said the interior of the building, for most part, remained like intact. Like it almost looks restored. No, no, no. It, it's still it it's out. still very much in decay. It just looks like when this hit, there weren't that many people here. It probably wasn't a Saturday or a Sunday, but like there might have been uh, a small meeting in one of these in one of, in like this cafe. Uh, okay. Yeah, you said human. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. But the the parking lot is still completely full. So could have been a function. That does seem. Yeah. Or like could've a Tuesday a service or something. There are also a lot of adjacent buildings. Like there's like a there's like a school building, there's like there's a school building, there's some adjacent sports fields and things. So it's possible that there was a lot of that there were a lot of people here just not in the main church. And on these human bones, uh would I be able to run dungeoneering to check and see if there's any of your common uh your common scrapper pests that were on that were like, what, what, is this just rats gnawing on these bones? Or? Oh, that sounds like a heel check to me. All right, I'll go ahead and I'll do that to to do medical shit. Son of a bitch! You said there was like pamphlets and stuff lying around, right? Yeah. Could Ooh. I uh, just look around the room and see if there's like anything referencing a service that day? Uh, you have absolutely no way of telling what day it was like what day of the week it was when yeah, all this crap went down I found a few pamphlets in that reception area but the, you know nothing that said on this date specifically we are doing xyz oh yeah also, no they would I have wrote, some some things with like dates but you guys have no real frame of reference for what day of the week it was yeah uh also I, i'm I gonna a two on that so that is 13 in heel 13 Okay, so considering it's just basic knowledge, like pretty much what you're seeing is some teeth marks, but there's various different kinds. Like, if you had to, ha- if you had to hazard a guess, it would just be like random scavengers that showed up, like just scavenger animals, like rats, uh, feral cats, something like that, maybe. Okay, because I was wondering if, uh, well. Yeah, I was wondering if it was something more recent, if there was no, 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 these more these bones are sixty years old. How the human bones usually not anything to worry about. How many individuals? How many individuals? If you had to guess, couple hundred. A hundred? Yeah, that's a lot. It's a large meeting area. This place has been like totally undisturbed, more or less. All right, so I'm gonna. Say some last rites for these guys. And, uh, yeah, I really think we should get going here, guys. I don't like this room. Also, uh, the... So, one thing that you guys are going to notice now that you've, uh, been out here for a while 
is that you're definitely not getting much in the way of mana flow from those masks anymore. Mm-hmm. As you guys have been out for, you know, a couple of hours at this point. All right. Because uh, going down the highway and everything was pretty slow going, considering that you needed to be very, very cautious. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can hop on the highway and start going 60 in a complete blackout when you don't really know where you're going on roads of questionable condition. Right. Yeah, we should uh, speed it up a little bit. Uh, if I'm not seeing any uh, way to go up to a second floor here so far, mm-hmm. uh, I, I do well, want to check a, out that uh, dungeoneering check. real quick as well. Uh, okay. Give me Hold a dungeoneering on. check to to try and like navigate this place and find a, find a way up. Uh, no, that's a good roll. That is a 29. Okay, so on a 29, uh, you're going to see, like, as you look around this place and you uh, sort of go down the hallways and things, you can see that there are, uh, there's a couple of little access ways. Like, uh, they're, they're very small and pretty hidden, like these... Uh, doors that are clearly not meant for the entire mass to be using, but that lead somewhere, like little service walkways and things like that, probably for the AV techs mm-hmm. to, you know, run cables and things like that. So, yeah, you do actually find a couple of uh, little byway paths that could get you into that room, but not directly into it. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's see if we can get uh, behind the service area. I'm, I'm assuming that this main area is most likely kind of the big sermon hall. All right, I'm going to so, slide yeah. up to Patton at this point, like very, very stealthily. Mm-hmm. As he's mentioned, he's mentioning this, right? Yeah, Presumably. I'm, I'm filling you guys in. Okay, I want I want to slide up to uh, to Patton and motion that I'll I'll be the one to go up the service path. Because I'm really good at acrobatics and nature and moving stealthily and quietly, and Patton is not. <laughs> so I want I want to split up a little bit here, so they those three can stay down because I still haven't been spotted. At you know what I mean, like at at best they know that there's three people. Yeah, so if they're keeping an eye on you guys, they would see three people in the like cafe area and not know about the fourth. Right. So if anyone is going to go up this area. It should be me and everybody else should move towards the main area if we're going to move towards the main area together. Okay. Well, Makes so, sense. Yeah. I want to move. I want to move stealthily and quietly up. Let's split up, gang. Yeah. Hmm. Nothing bad could ever happen. Okay. So, Elias. Yes. Uh, as they open, as Patton opens up this door, uh, you see a quick little uh, double back staircase. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about single-person wide. It's a pretty narrow staircase, but not, like, ridiculously constrictingly small. Right. And uh, it leads up to a uh, small walkway that overlooks this main hall area, which is currently, like, very, very dark. Uh, You're in a small, like, a small studio with a little machine in front of you that you really don't have any idea what it does. Okay. Like, just some, uh, like panel with some buttons and stuff on it right. but this there are uh several more of these walkways that lead around and uh give me a perception check oh good i'm good at those 
<laughs> Ooh, that's very good. That's a 29. 29? Okay, do you have low light vision? Um, I have... Wait, let me check. I might. Define low. Vision, low light. Elves do have low light vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an elf. Where yeah, is, meaning... Where is that listed? Uh, it's under vision on the uh, race sheet. Race? Elves do have low light vision. Hell. On your character sheet, it's under senses. Yeah, yeah, I do have low light vision. You've been pretty okay as far as vision goes. Like, you can see in the dark pretty damn well. Right. There is the slightest inkling of light around here as it's, like, filtering in through the through the windows, so you, you can see pretty damn easily. So, on a 29, you're going to look down into that whole hall, and you're going to see uh, several of these people. Uh, they're dressed up in the gear and sort of pseudo-uniform of Rakana's men. Mm-hmm. They're very clearly suffering from severe mana deprivation. They're posted up against the walls with some, uh, like, cudgels and shotguns in hand. Oh, okay. Like, so they're waiting, waiting around the doors. But the other thing that you're going to see is right on the main stage, mm-hmm. you're going to see uh, a man on his hands and knees and uh, sitting on top of him with her legs crossed. You're like doing the like doing that sit, mm-hmm. right? Uh you're going to see a dragonborn woman, uh blue dragonborn, wearing the same mask and get up. Mm-hmm. She's very clearly not mana deprived. Interesting. And she's going to be uh looking to be it looks like she's sort of giving orders and commanding. And then from behind the curtain uh for this main sermon area like there's a there's a stage and then there's a curtain behind it that people clearly like walk back and fr- front from uh you're going to see a large goliath man wearing again this same uh the the same get up as Rakana's crew uh carrying a very large scythe and you recognize this man Oh, no. Wait, He's part of Casey's crew. No, no, he's part of Michael's crew. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Then also, he's going to walk over to this dragonborn woman, say some things that you can't quite hear. uh, And then from the curtain again, you're going to see Michael walk out. And has he spotted me? No. Okay, I have a very important decision to make here. Because remember, if they've spotted us... They can probably assume that you are here. No, they don't. But but these guys who spotted us don't know us. Michael knows us. Yeah, but Michael. Yeah, yeah. So if he's informed, then he might know that you're sneaking around. Right. So the most unique person among us is the two most unique people are Patton and Jerry. Like an or- an orc and an elf aren't that. If, 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 like, if they gave him a report, right, that they saw an orc and an elf, that wouldn't be that big a deal. But if they say, we saw a guy with a bird mask, Michael's going to know that that's probably Patton. And if he said, I saw um, a tiefling with, like, you know, a jacket, they're going to know that that's Jerry. Uh, what was your stealth check from before? A 22? Yeah. Hmm. 
<laughs> oh, fuck off with that. I was so, about to say, shut up, Dan. So the other thing that you're going to see is, uh, so Michael is going to start talking to his crew there. Uh, the dragonborn woman is going to kind of give him a, like a shrug and head shake. Mm-hmm. As she's then going to motion her hands out and, uh, a couple more of these, uh, these mana deprived goons are going to, uh, walk over and flank the doors again, like to double them up mm-hmm. as, uh, Michael is then going to like, give a, give a quick nod and then go back behind the curtain. Now tell me more about these guys who are flanking the doors. Cause I have a plan here and I think I figured out what's going on. So the guys who are flanking the, the doors are, uh, a smattering of sort of, you see a couple of half orcs. So like two half orcs, a, uh, you see a dwarf, and you also see a uh, a hobgoblin, all in these, all in uh, the the uh, sort of like leather straps and leather straps, spikes, and uh, m- sort of full body masks and suits that uh, Rakana's crew are wearing. But they're suffering from mana deprivation, correct? Correct. All right. So here's the plan. Here's the idea. How far away are they from me? How far away are they? Yeah. Uh, an entire floor down and across the and across an entire uh, pavilion or like an, an entire room. So there's not they're too far away for me to like throw something at them, right? Pretty much. They're on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. You're in like the AV tech window that's overlooking the thing, which is not over by the doors. Basically, you're behind where the speakers would be. Oh, so is do I have a clear do I have clear aim at them or no? Uh, not really. No. Okay, so there's there's glass in front of me. Yes. Shit. All right, there goes my plan. And there's two doors, right? There's one on the left, one on the right of this kind of main area. Yes. Okay, so we could probably get to either side of those glass doors to do something if we need to without them seeing us. No, no, no. I got a plan. I got a plan. What I want to do is, I, and don't take this as me doing it until I, I'm describing, not doing it. Okay. So my idea here is I'm, gonna, I'm going to make some noise up here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm going to, well, I'm going to move out of the room first and then have Specky tap on the glass, basically, mm-hmm. to make some noise. And then if they, if they start to run up towards there, we can ha- we'll be able to move in. But... If they do run up here, what I want to do is I want to have uh, I want to have Specky basically knock these guys out by taking the the rest of the mana that they're using. Oh, okay. So before you do that, then give me a uh, nature check. I mean, I don't think that would actually kill them, right? Right, but give me a nature check. Okay. Uh, twenty. Wait. Uh, twenty-four. There is no rest of the mana that they're using. I thought they were mana deprived, not mana. They are completely mana deprived. They're in the state of severe mana deprivation. Oh, okay. So there's they're just basically walking corpses at this point. Not necessarily walking corpses, but there ain't nobody home. Okay, so, so they're the, like wretched. So I would know there, that. It, then, right? it is possible, technically, for somebody in that state of mana deprivation to be brought back. Mm-hmm but not of their own accord, right? 
This is the point where they have reached complete delirium and loss of self. Okay, so they're just they're just being they're they're walking and unconscious, and it looks like they're being controlled by the uh, dragonborn. Woman. Yeah, that was my that was my thought, but I wasn't sure if there was just a little bit of mana lingering that I could take and knock them out with before they get. No, okay, it, it wouldn't knock them out either. You. They're they're basically operating as close to non-magically as you can. Gotcha. All right, I got to think about this because I'm in a very unique position here and I don't want to give away what I've got. Um, is there access to the ceiling? Is there access to the ceiling? Yes. So there's there should be light fixtures. There should be... Yes. Are there light fixtures above those guys? Uh, There could be. I want to, if possible, move stealthfully up and drop a light fixture on them to knock them out. Uh, you cannot easily get up into the roof yourself, but you could spend, send Specky up to do it. Okay, I want to do that. Okay. So, because uh, these guys are going to do more harm to themselves and potentially be killed if we don't knock them out. Okay, so you're going to try and drop like a a small to medium sized light. Basically, right? I want to yeah, I want to knock them out. I don't want to kill them. How many okay. people are around that area there? Is it just And if anything it'll dudes? cause some chaos. And it helps because, you know, it's an old building. Stuff could conceivably fall. Right. So, the one Okay, so you're going to do that. So, uh the one thing that you should know that you would be able to see is that there are gaps in the uh, ceiling panels? Yeah, right? if yeah, it's not a complete it's not a complete ceiling. So I just want to do. I need to roll to have Specky try and stay hidden. Uh, yeah, give me a stealth check. Okay. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen for Specky. Yeah. So. So uh, you're going to. So Specky is going to uh, go along the, the, the catwalk up here. You're going to see him like encircle a light fixture and then just squeeze, 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 pull down. Mm-hmm. As it's going to drop and uh, the rest of you guys are going to hear a very loud crash uh, next to one of these doors. Then Elias, you're going to see uh, Michael comes bounding out of the, uh, of the curtain there. Mm-hmm. Look up. Mm-hmm. Spot Specky, sort of trace his eyes back. I have hit l- the deck, just so you yeah. know. I'm not going to be visible to- through the through the AV room. Right, like he's looking over at that at that room, like you can feel it. Yeah, you know, because he's got that sort of like pressure. He he spots Specky, and Specky is going to just like Specky looks over at him, and Specky is going to start scrambling. Mm-hmm. Like back towards you. Uh oh. Specky doesn't know it. Doesn't know what else to do. Did I not? Did Specky's gonna try and find like a like a little spot to hide. Did right? I successfully still knock ceiling. out any of those guys though? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. One of the one of the guys just gets straight beamed on top of the head with this thing. Beamed and is and is out like a light. Okay. Hmm. From a light. So. Uh. What you're going to uh to see there though is as you're uh like looking up to to guide Specky, right? Yeah. 
Specky is going to get uh, sort of shoved out of the ceiling by something. Mm-hmm. Is going to fall to the ground on, in the main hall and then just start scrambling like just full on sprint out of the room as uh, you guys who are outside are going to uh, probably like John. Specky is just going to jump up and like jump onto your face. Is it dark enough that they would have that that they would have recognized Specky, or do they just think it's like a raccoon or something? Uh, you're an elf. You have low light vision. Michael is an elf. Michael has low light vision. Fug. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> that's not good. I mean, they just think it's fungus. Yeah. Yeah. So you get smacked in the face by a rock cat as Specky is now frantically gesturing. And is going to, uh, like, bound back up towards that, uh, the security room where Elias is. But Specky seems freaked out as uh, you hear everybody start mobilizing towards the door that Specky ran out of. I think they know we're here. Okay. Well, I'm going to, so, John, Patton, I'm going to need you two to stand as completely still against the wall as you can. I'm going to try and kill the lights. What? There are no lights. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try and make it completely pitch black. It already is completely pitch black. Pretty much. You can you can remove uh you could potentially remove any last traces of light so even low light vision doesn't work. Yeah, 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 that's that's what I'm more saying is I'm trying to make it so yeah. even low light vision won't Pure work. Pure darkness. Pure darkness. So Okay. W- so you just so want like to vo- hug the wall? Pull the void into Yeah, yeah. Give me an arcana check there. All right, <clears throat> here we go. God damn it. Not one? No, it's a fucking 15. 15? I- I'm just yeah. a little confused on what the plan yep. So it's really dark and we're hugging the wall. And then, like, they're just going to fling open the doors and just, like, walk out there. And, like, this isn't, like, a super huge hallway, is it? Okay, it- it's a fairly large uh, cafe area, but... So what are you two doing? What what are Patton and John doing as these uh as this group is starting to mobilize towards the well, door? Well, Patton was, was just going to bar the door. Oh, you're going to bar the door? Yeah, so we could uh, filter them through one area, and uh, if we need okay. to, because then the, there's only two exits out of that whole area. There's so this door yeah, and the other. Com- communicate well, in character. More... What are you, what are you guys doing? People are walking mm. towards you. What do you do? I'm staying dead silent up here with Specky. Uh, yeah. Patton's gonna uh, search around the cafe real quick. Uh, guys, I need I need something something to block this door off. I want to lock up this. There's I tons lock this of tables. Here. I'm gonna go. Uh, John, pick up this table. Oh, I'm gonna go pick up the table. Just toss it in front yeah. of the door. Yeah, stick it right in here and in this spot here and here. I'll point out. So you guys are door. going to build a barricade in front of the uh, the Very door, quick. basically. So you're going to hear a couple of pounds on the door as they're going to then turn. Yeah, they're going to turn and start uh, going the other way. And uh, so, John, you're, you've got like your, you're, you're, as you're pushing things up there, you're just going to hear, John, John, John. Honestly, now, I don't think there's any need for this. I'll be honest for a second. I thought you were going to say how the tables have turned. <laughs> Come on now, open the door. Are we going to talk now? Or are you going to keep trying to fight us? 
John, if you're if you're here looking for that relic, I'm afraid you're a bit too late, though. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. But, but I I do have to say, uh, did you meet my good friend uh, Rakana there? Yeah, I heard you pass through that city too. She was a mighty fine host. I don't think she thought you were a mighty fine guest. <laughs> I beg to differ. Can I roll insight on that? Sure. In- roll right. some insight. Okay. Elias continues to hide. Uh, that's a 20 on insight. Not natural. Not natural? Yeah, it doesn't uh, Michael does not seem surprised that you're here in the slightest. Oh boy. So, John, you're getting soft. You're starting to resemble your granddaddy there a little bit too much. Well, you think that everybody that you run into, everybody that you meet out in this this wasteland here is on your side? Well, I think if they help me stop you. <laughs> John, you got to learn to stop being so gullible. I mean, if you can't discern the truth from lies, then how are you rightly going to discern what's the true will of the Lord and what's the misguided ramblings of an old crazy man? I know God's will when I hear it. Really? I think if that was the case, you wouldn't have come here. Face it, you've been set up. And you ain't making it out of here. Well, two can play at that game. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> I like that. So they they were going around the other way? Yeah, but uh, Michael, you're going to hear just uh, Michael yell for them to stop. And uh, he's just going to say, Now, John, I know you're not willing to just let people die and all of that. These men could still be saved. We're just borrowing them from Rakana for a little bit. So we'll be waiting in here. You're free to leave and let them die Die a horrible, painful, slow death if you would like. Or you can come and try and help them. Your choice. I'll tell you what, Michael. You let them go, we'll walk away. Now, you see, there's something I can't abide. You see, these men, these women, out there in Oklahoma City, they're rejecting manna. They're rejecting the life bread from the Lord. What would you do if someone came into your house? What would you do if somebody took your granddaddy's cooking, threw it right on the floor? That sounds more like they just ain't eating it. Nah. That's a rejection. And these men, these husks, this is what happens in the absence of the Lord. And you're going to witness it. Oh, my God. He's a grade-A jackass, isn't he, John? I'll say. Well, guess we gotta save these people. I say loud enough for Michael to definitely hear me. All right, then. We'll be waiting. All right, I think at this point we back off from the door. <clears throat> I was expecting okay. you to shoot a shotgun through it, to be honest. I was going to, but I feel like that's a bad idea. I was going to kick it down. I don't think I can. Oh, I mean, if you shot a hole through the door, I would throw like a little fireball flashbang through it. 
You can bet your ass if he fired a shotgun through that door, there would have been one of these dudes on the other side immediately. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think John is that stupid. Yeah. All right, so Patton's going to flip on heat vision. I'm going to see if I can get a body count of how many people are in front of me here. Okay. So Wait, if you flip on heat door? vision. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I guess I'd be using the, the, the ESP medallion. I got a long ass time ago that I never used until like now. Yeah. You, your bam ham vision. Yep. Post burst yes. 10, know the exact location of each creature in burst. Yep. It's almost like he's got an actual power for this. Oh, good. All right, so that is actually very flavorful as uh, we are going to here. Let me just uh, move you guys. Oh, yeah. Hold oh, one second. I'm not actually in roll 20. <laughs> so. I honestly oh, didn't baby. think we'd be getting to combat today. So, Patton. Mm-hmm. You're going to see uh, right there. So Michael is walking back up onto the stage. Uh, there are several. There are uh, several of these sort of husks. Four in to- uh, four in total. Three. I knocked one out. <laughs> no, four. There were two on the doors, and then there was the one being used as a chair. Three. I knocked one out. There were four on. There were four on the doors. You knocked one out. He forgot about chair boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a choir boy. So, you you also see uh, the outlines of the dragonborn woman who is also on the stage, now moving down, like, stepping down off of the stage. Uh, The man that she was using as a chair is going to run down in front of the stage, and she's going to use him as a stepping stone down. Uh... And then you're going to see the man with the gigantic scythe is going to stand directly in front of Michael. And Michael is standing in front of the uh, the parapet. Or is standing like directly behind the parapet, sort of in the preacher's position. I always thought that was a pulpit. Is it? What, what, what did I say? Parapet. I said parapet? Yeah. What the fuck is a parapet? Dude, I, don't I think that's know. a Pikmin thing. That's some good typing yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. The pulpit. Yeah. No, a parapet is like a low protective wall along the edge of a roof. It's yes. like a castle thing. They both start with P, lay off me. <laughs> There's a lot of words to start with P. He stands directly I mean, yeah. in front of the panther. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the same thing. So he's standing directly behind the pulpit. Uh, so, Elias... Mm-hmm. What you're going to see is they are all going to take up positions. Uh-huh. Right? You you heard all of this. Right. So do you uh stand up at all or are you Have still? Have I been prone? made yet or not? He knows that you guys are here. I mean he knows that I'm that's not what I asked. Have I been made? You're not entirely sure. Right. So until I've until it's clear that so okay, so let me roll perception and see if there's anybody who's like taking glances at me. Like they know that I'm here. Yeah. Other than Michael. I know Michael's looking around, but I don't know if he's if he knows exactly where I am, but I he knows that I'm missing, is at least yes. the case. Alright, that's uh twenty three. Okay. On a twenty three, 
what you can tell is that there's a couple, there's two of these AV booths, mm-hmm. basically, on either side. Mm-hmm. They, they've they got you pegged for being in one of them. At least they know that I'm probably in one of them. Okay. Yeah. That's enough for me to, if they're glancing back and forth between the AB, AV booths, that's enough for me to stay low. Okay. So I'm not going to make a move yet. So, uh, Michael is going to stand behind the, the pulpit here, snap his fingers. Some of the lights are going to come on, some quick floodlights. I'm in the AV booth, right? The, lighting up the inside area. Yeah. Would I recognize any anything as, like, uh, cables or cords or anything that just lit up in here that I could cut to turn the lights off? Uh, no. The, the panels in front of you, it's... Elias wouldn't know it, but it's the audio mixing. Oh, okay. Oh, if Pat was up there. I'm going to yeah. put my sunglasses on just in case. Okay. Just to look cool. So, this place is getting hit with some pretty selective floodlights. Uh, and uh, Michael is going to reach into his, his breast pocket and pull out a uh, a Bible with a very prominent, like, shiny now glowing gold cross and he still has the sword with him right yeah just on his side he is going to hold out his hand you're going to hear the uh, microphone like clink like click on he's going to say lift up your heads O gates and be lifted up O ancient doors that the king of glory may come in and the doors are just going to slam open just sending the uh, your barricade flying back as these doors just go flying off of their hinges. And you see Michael just look over at you guys and gesture for you to come in. And that is where we're going to cut today's episode. Oh, nice. Cool. Good. All right. So uh, running it back. Uh, well, I was going to do the whole P thing. I was going to say my favorite P phrase is Pat was revival. A Dungeons & Dragons Real Play Podcast, episode 48. My name's Tad. I play Dr. Patton Normstrom. You can find me on my normal podcast, Let Me Tell You About, which is on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, hosted on the same website, uh, on YouTube, at Let Me Tell You PD, uh, website's www.lmtya.com, or the vastly superior Let Me Tell You About.moe. Anyway, Matt, go. Do your thing. Alright, so I'm Matt, I play Jerry, and I also have a podcast, it's The Sweet Life of Matt and Cody, where we talk about the sports. Um, yeah, that's me. And I'm Tim, I play John, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. <laughs> Would you fuck off? Uh, I'm not the Michael that was, like, yelling about stuff, I'm the Michael that plays Elias, who's hiding in the AV booth. He's waiting for his opportune moment to jump down and do something cool and then mess up a roll so it's not as cool. And uh, you can find me on this podcast, sometimes on the Let Me Tell You About podcast, or on Twitch at uh, bro underscore operatives, where me and Daniel, who is the DM, play video games. Cause brothers. Yeah, just it's just two brothers. <laughs> we also talk over each other a lot. It's pretty great, especially for outros of podcasts. Yeah. I'm very disappointed that none of you guys picked up on the joke halfway through there, so we're just going to go oh, ahead and close out up. the episode then. I just oh, I, yeah, you want to just, just start talking not, over yeah, each other. You guys are going to understand what they're talking about. Really hard for yeah, I understand. understand. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that's a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast.